What I like about Hollywood, Florida is that it's named after Hollywood, California, but Hollywood, California isn't a city and Hollywood, Florida is. Oh, right. That's true. Take I that. heard the end of that there. And uh, that uh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dirtbags? This is Insert Credit, the relentlessly on-topic video game talk show where every topic must reach a consensus within six minutes or else. Mm. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my favorite use of a licensed song in a video game is the Ooh. super compressed version of Ace of Spades in the Nintendo 64 version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Nice. Lord! Boy. Uh, my name is Frank Cifaldi, and my favorite use of a licensed song in a game like half of rock band really but uh, yeah um <laughs> uh god uh oh yeah how about how about that really awful um offspring song that sort of has now defined crazy taxi i'm gonna call yeah. that my favorite oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah by the offspring oh uh, yeah 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 that's the one yeah oh god uh i'm tim rogers and my favorite use of a licensed piece of music in a video game uh man, I don't know. There's uh this is you put me on the spot with this one. That's yeah, the point. A tough one. There's too many. Uh I just want to say uh yeah, I don't know. I I, I can't do it. I, I don't <laughs> we'll know. We'll come back to you. Yeah, uh, just uh. I'm Brandon Sheffield and I'm I'm going to cheat and say my my favorite use of a licensed song in a in a video game is Whatever that uh, Street Fighter 4 opening song is, it was created for the game, so it's cheating. But it oh, is yeah. still, I believe, owned by Exile. Like, um, So that's cheating, and if I'm going to cheat like that, I might as well use some dreams come true. I was going to say, you might as well say Green Hill Zone. Yeah, it might right. be yeah, Green Hill Zone. Cheat. No, no, okay. I'm going to say my favorite use of a licensed song in a video game is a sweet, sweet, sweet by dreams come true in the credits of sonic the hedgehog 2 so there you go or you we go. can say uh the gradius music from the 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 band uh, brass band recital in tokimeki memorial one since so, i cheated I, twice I, don't know. I think i think that I counts as one by... real answer so fair yeah. enough yeah, uh, just for go. the sake of progression, I'll allow it. Uh, our guest this week is a writer and editor for Riot Forge, former editor-in-chief of Zam, and general video game lore master, Laura Miche. Hi, I'm Laura, and I, I was going to say uh, something like Guitar Hero, uh, but I'll say that anyway, uh, even though Frank already got the joke. You can't do that. I think well, you I can do that. Did. You can do that. Fine. All right. So we do 10 topics here. Each one is six minutes long. We wrap it up with a lightning round. Uh, you can say whatever crazy crap you want to, but you got to keep it under that time or you'll be met with a buzzer. Here we go. Uh, the first question is usually asked by the winner of last week's episode, but I declared myself the winner of last week's episode. So the first question goes to me. What is the most surprising verb action a video game has ever demanded of you? Verb action. Well, I verb guess... action. The, the immediate thing that comes to mind is JJ and Jeff's uh, fart action was a surprise to all of us as young ki- young children. Is that what we're talking about? Sure. Is that a verb action? Is, yeah, is, there, is there a non-verb do... action? Well, I guess, no. No. I guess everything <laughs> you do in a video game is kind of a verb. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's direct verbs. There's indirect verbs. There's a Pac-Man only has one player perpetrated direct verb, and that's move. However, I don't other think stuff such as a video such game as where you eat press happens. a button to be 
but uh yeah that would be cool i guess that's what the b button is for you probably click something to be in like spore just once but then you yeah. gotta do other stuff um but uh what if there was a hamlet rhythm game and you had to on the nes and you had to press <laughs> the b button uh to be or not to be well you have to you have to choose to press it two times or not two times uh yeah yeah exactly excellent well, that's all I got. I'm going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Tim. Signing off. Um, yeah, I, I, Brandon's was a pretty good... Uh, was the question surprising? Was that the Yeah, the most surprising verb action you have to take in a video uh, game. Um, that was a very surprising one for me also. Like that, That's something I had in, in my ute uh, was JJ and Jeff, because I'm, I'm a weirdo like Brandon with a, with the Turbo Graphics past. Um, and yeah, like as a... As a kid, it's like, whoa, you can just fart in a video game? That's that's a thing you can do? Um, there's probably a lot of surprising text parser stuff that works if you try it. Um, nothing's coming to mind. I mean, all of the Sierra games recognize, uh, you know, variations of uh, have sex with and, and, and uh, scold you hmm. uh, for trying to, uh, unless you're playing Leisure Suit Larry, of course, uh, they, they tend to scold you for trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I so just played some Leisure of... Suit Larry uh, yesterday. What? Oh, for fun? Yeah. yeah uh, for for uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm currently currently indefinitely not for fun. I'm currently doing a video about Tokimeki Memorial. So it was oh, so of course you must quite, play. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it was unfortunately quite oh, necessary. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I it, I did not it, just to, just to confirm that it's not as good. I I had to do something. Laura, you got you anything? Know. Photograph five birds in a uh, gravity bone. That that, oh. uh, that knocked my socks off when I was uh, but a wee college student. I was like, oh, this video game wants me to photograph birds? Hell yeah. And then I did nice. it. Nice. Only five of them. Yeah, it, in a really deep, distorted voice, it says, photograph five birds. Yeah, and then the gravity bone was five. good, dude. Yeah. Um, one of my my favorite, like, surprising uh, ones, I guess, is actually the, the very opening of Portal 2 uh, when, uh, what's the character's name? Wheatley. Wheatley uh asks you to talk like like say like say something and like you get a prompt that's like press a to talk and you press a and your character jumps oh yeah that's pretty good that was a pretty good one that's narrative design charlie <laughs> oh who's charlie what now? To jerry <laughs> now, there's a exactly. new character on the show just god deal with it <laughs> there's charlie now okay we're we're in charlie territory <laughs> I, don't, now. I don't make the i don't make the decisions unfortunately <laughs> yeah. probably jerry died <laughs> there's some real good ones out there that i know exist like surprising just like i wonder if i can do this and then you can yeah stuff, but I, it's just all escaping me i like uh i like some of the wacky shit you do in jazz punk you throw like gravy into a pool and stuff for no reason oh yeah what does it do uh-uh. i don't even remember i don't remember what most of the consequences were of my actions in that game i but played I- that game that's my my uh you know what i actually know that 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 guy luis hernandez uh he's he's a funny guy yeah i meant that guy so he's a humorous individual so throw gravity into a pool right gravy. or not gravity gravy yeah, yeah. gravity is a <laughs> that would be good gra- gravity is the is the state of being gravy that's <laughs> so. blowing my mind you threw gravity into a pool gravity is like oh, the anti-gravy man. though it's 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 man. yeah because gravy is when there's no gravity gravy's like imagine meat if meat were a fruit right yeah. gravy's right basically right i mean gravy's that's, just that's gravity, gravy without it how much how much more time we got on this <laughs> oh we're done <laughs> next question <laughs> all right
<laughs> Question two. What was the first well-written video game story? Ooh. Oh, crikey. Katamari Damacy. Oh, stop it. No, there's one, there's a couple before that. But that one's I, good. When I hear well-written, I, I think prose specifically like the text is that what you're going for here like the quality uh, of the it's text. what you're going for uh, <laughs> oh yeah it's up to interpretation just like the bible and the constitution baby That's i think right, the Charlie. first time i didn't notice game writing uh what and i say that as a compliment it's probably like grand theft auto san andreas maybe um i think that was maybe the the first time that dialogue felt natural to me yeah it was pretty good it was also the first game I can recall to just have the F word in it all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah that's good writing. Yeah, yeah that, first 10 that, seconds. that is the uh, the bar. That's how you know the grown-ups worked on it. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's got to be like some interactive fiction or like, I don't know, a mud or something that was well-written back in the day. Um, not that I played any hot. Yeah, see, that's not you answering the question, though. That's uh, that's it's you asking to Wikipedia. To to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's you asking Wikipedia uh, uh, meekly to answer the question for you. I think the first video game, what occurred to me as having good writing as a uh, as a as a child boy uh, of age eleven or so. Wait, no, sorry, I was twelve. I'm sorry, I was twelve. Everybody was. Good uh, God, I, that I, was a close call. I think. <laughs> fin- I think Final Fantasy. Uh, four, then known as Final Fantasy two, had if not good, you know, I mean, people make fun of some typos and then localization uh, misfires. Uh, however, I think the plotting of that was was genuinely exciting in ways that reminded me of some of my favorite books. Because when I was a child, we we mostly when you wanted a story, you had movies and books, right? There there weren't a whole lot of video games. Anybody else can back me up on this? Maybe there there weren't a whole. You didn't go to a video game for a story when I was a no. kid. And that one, I was like, this is as good as my favorite Star Wars is the movies, which we didn't have the bad Star Wars movies yet. So that that was the first game that really stuck to me as uh, having just a really exciting plot. Was that your first RPG, though? No, no. Okay. I'd I'd play Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest 2, Dragon Quest 3, Dragon Quest 4, and I'd played the original Final Fantasy. And uh, I played the Ultima that was on the NES. And somehow, played two Ultimas on NES and somehow it was just Final Fantasy 2 had the breezy uh nonsenseless nonchalance that I was able to just you know painlessly ingest I think that I'm this might be the I don't know maybe it's the opposite of what Frank was saying I think for me the first game that I liked the story in was one where I did pay attention to it for the first time because uh I guess a peculiarity of my brain is that I can't pay attention to an audiobook really. Um, it's very hard for me to follow oh, yeah. a story when someone's speaking it to me over a very l- lengthy period of time. Yeah, I, think, I can't do it. I can't yes, do it. Similarly, for me with video games, as soon as I would leave, a, like put the controller down, I would forget what the story was, usually um, when I was younger. I can do it better now. But so I think Katamari actually is the real answer for me because it was interesting it was clever and fun and made me think about the way that you could play with writing and games and it was well written to me and then after that it was probably yakuza zero was the first one that i actually really was like oh yeah this plot is really well structured and the way that they do cliffhangers is great so 
I guess I'm a real late bloomer too. Yeah, that's a lot this. more recent than I would have expected. Yeah, definitely. Why zero's legit, dude. Yeah. Uh Laura, do you have a perspective on this? I've been trying to think. I feel like I should have a better answer about this because I am supposed to know things about interactive fiction. And then right. I was thinking, what's the first story game that I like really enjoyed that I remember well? And that's probably uh Knights of the Old Republic or Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. Oh, yeah. The one with the creepy looking because because uh, I played them out of order. I played two before Darth one. Nihilus. Yeah, I played the Darth Nihilus one first because I got two it. Two was Walmart good. Yeah, two was but then really if I'm good. Thinking, like that isn't actually the first story that I enjoyed in a video game. That's really the first one that I thought was good, like like as a sentient being. If I think mm-hmm. back to like pre sentient Laura, like little baby Laura, I guess the <laughs> gravy first, Laura, gravy Laura. What if meat were a soup? Um, <laughs> probably Math Blaster episode one in search of spot. Oh yeah. That. Yeah, because you were Math Blaster, but you were in search of thought this time, uh, which is a story. And I remember yeah. thinking, oh, my God, I'm playing a story on a computer. That was probably the over first Over here, one. we got Spot. Over here, we got Blaster Not. Yeah, yeah it was probably that. five. So I don't know. That would be my earliest. I never sure. played Math Blaster. We had Number Munchers, but we didn't have Math Blaster. Oh, I pity Number you. Munchers does not have any kind of a plot. Wouldn't it's you like, rather blast numbers than munch them? I mean, like I hate if, numbers. I want to blast the, the heck out of them. It's like right. if Math if Math Blaster were G.I. Joe's number munchers is like alphabet blocks, basically. <laughs> well, let's do question three. All right, As Q3. someone who checked out around the release campaign for Halo 2, what are some newer developments in the ARG scene? Ooh. Well, do any of us know this? I, I know a little bit of this. Okay. Jim Crawford um, <laughs> yeah. did... Yeah, well, I, I, you worked on some of those. I was the, in that ARG. You were in the, the Glitter, Mitten, Glove one, right? Yeah, but I was yeah, in well, the I guess that counts, one. yeah. I had to put a, a tinfoil hat on my head, and I had to run up and scream at a child in the Culver City uh, Park near where Indicade used to be. Uh, there was yeah. a child there who was playing chess with his father and with another person in the ARG, and I was supposed to be a time cop, and I ran up to him and I started screaming at him. Uh, and I, I think I, I think I ordered him to leave and they had to take the chessboard away. And then I turned around and left. And then he, he wrote up about the, he, he wrote up a blog, like a forum post about the experience of getting yelled at by me as part of this ARG. So that's a new thing that happened. So that was like exciting. five years ago now. That was a while, right? Yeah. Uh, Jim was doing like a podcast. And then if you analyze the waveforms in there, it would give you certain information related to the potential release of Frog Fractions 2 right yes yeah i was pretty detached from a lot of it um my roommate at the time rachel is the artist on that game and she would keep me updated on the arg and uh so i'd get told what was going on and i I couldn't really participate because i was i wasn't even seeing the arg i was just seeing the secrets you know i don't particularly know too much specifically about args however i get asked constantly if every single tiny thing i'm doing is part of an arg and it's been going on for like <laughs> eight years. Like, I'm not even joking about this. I don't even know what the ARG is supposed to be about. And it doesn't, it's, it started out as just like one guy asking me if something was part of an ARG. And now it's like, there's at least like 20, 25 different guys who think every tweet I make or whatever is part of some ARG. I feel like I should try to do something with it. I just have to sit down and think about it. I mean, maybe Let's I am. one in there. Maybe I maybe I have been, uh, you know, uh, thinking about it. Maybe I haven't. Probably I haven't. I don't know. Yeah, if you had to commit to an ARG, how would you do it? I don't know. Give That's us a the good secrets. question. I think about those sometimes because they they do seem to really engage people, um, at least a certain kind of people. And then you wind up with a 
interesting write-up of it in the end and a, a dedicated group of humans and uh i don't know people who like, remember the arg yeah it's it it feels in a way like pokemon go has sort of supplanted the arg in a certain way because it's it's like go go do this virtual thing in a real place and then there'll be a bunch of people also doing it and you have to talk to them to find out where the flareon is or whatever it's not as obtuse as your your average i love bees arg but it it feels like it's the the successor to it in a way i don't know if anyone agrees mm-hmm. with that mm. yeah the, the people who love args are probably still looking for the ones that require them to do math and mm-hmm. put a put a audio file into a picture making machine or something like that wouldn't it suck to make to like spend a whole bunch of time and make an arg and then just have some jerk solve it in like 10 minutes yeah Right? Isn't that like the number one fear when you're making one of these things? Didn't that happen to one of these? They were like, no one's ever going to solve this. And then someone solved it in like two hours. That was Are a- you confusing what? ARGs with who shot Mr. Burns? <laughs> oh, no. You know what one was real good was that Destiny. They, there was a Destiny 2 thing that some dude that they did for Destiny 2. I don't remember all the details of it because I didn't actually read the, the post on Kotaku, though. I remember scrolling down it and going, well, I'm going to read this later. I do remember that it existed. So, I mean, I just remember seeing some photos and being like, ooh, that's impressive. And then, you know, never actually going back. And It kind of feels like it's it's similar to, to EVE Online or whatever, where you're you're content to to read about the results, but actually having to engage in it is, is just mm-hmm. uh, a bit of a terror. Uh, I wrote an ARG in high school. What was oh, that yeah? all that? It was yeah. called QAnon. <laughs> no. Oh, no. It was... <laughs> Uh, close though. It was a campaign to get a friend of mine elected class president. It worked. Oh, what? Nice. Yeah. Incredulous. Incredulous. <laughs> yeah, I hit all these like clues around the school that people were following about how, and they were all kind of obtusely about how uh, Daniel Redcliffe was the only guy who could uh, get the student body any voice in the uh, not Daniel school Radcliffe. administration. Daniel no. Redcliffe. Yeah, exactly. Different Does guy. He get- do people see him in public all the time and go, aren't you Harry Potter? And he goes, no, that's the other guy with the name similar to mine. He actually has a very successful tech company now. Uh, oh, good for well, him. Yeah, I wonder what that's like. If yeah. I've learned anything about uh, student government, it's that really all you have to do is one funny thing or get people to just like think about it a little bit and then you can win. We, we, we got my buddy mm-hmm. Chris Ford um, to become president of our high school by making a 20 minute video about how he was going to um, enact a totalitarian communist regime and uh, and subjugate all the teachers. And he was like doing all the things that the school says you're not supposed to do and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, won by a landslide and we withdrew him. Oh, what are some video game magazine articles that you would love to read but would never want to write? All of them. Yeah, yeah. most of them, I think just about most of them. That one where Dave Halverson um, took <laughs> took took drugs and played um, Cybermorph. Cybermorph, dude, <laughs> and declared it the greatest game of all time, and, uh, and published like, it. Yeah, and then published it. Reading about that is I awesome. I read that. I read but, that review uh, every morning uh, before <laughs> before I sit down to write my scripts for my my YouTube videos. <laughs> I believe his coffee was spiked with LSD. Is that the story? Oh, that's that the story. Owns, but dude. I, he probably did it himself. Yeah. <laughs> is he on Twitter? Is, is Dave Halve on Twitter? Yeah, he is. I, Wait, no, yeah, he's not. I mean, I don't he's, think he is. He's, uh, 
he's as far as I know not very good. So uh, you know, I, I you can love, interpret I, I, that in any way, and it's probably true. Yeah, I love that game, fan man. Yeah, I love looking at those old issues and just being like, wow, most of these people were like fourteen when they wrote this. I think it's he's just got wild a lot of to know old issues. Is is one of the problems? Oh no. Correct. Oh, Doom shotgun sound effect. It's got a garage full of cool stuff, though. Oh, here's another here's another fun answer. Um, the the article about uh, Walter Day in Wired that mm-hmm. I did write, but was then I, I don't know if any words that I used are in there aside from Walter Day and the uh, <laughs> because it got completely rewritten. So um, was this like know, Chris what, Baker? Uh, yeah, it's Chris Baker era. Baker. Um, so like uh, what, Chris Baker rules. Yeah, he does. I'm surprised. What was, what was the point of my writing that article if it got completely rewritten? What What was my participation in this process? Uh, that happened to um, almost almost every article I ever wrote. You showed them what Wired not magazine. to say. Oh yeah, that is yeah. true. I wrote one and they paid me and didn't uh, publish it. I was cool with that. The kill fee. Yeah. I live for the kill fee. Charlie. I love that kill fee. Yeah, I love. Kill fee. I love I love the kill fee. I think your creative contribution was that you created to like the creative mindset of the editor who rewrote your article. Oh yeah, you inspired. Yeah, that's yeah. charitable. Yeah, nice. Actually, that that kill fee thing. Um, do you remember Tim the the Wired days when they would pay you two hundred bucks for a yeah. eighty word review? Yeah, two hundred dollars, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. two hundred dollars. That's then, incredible. The kill fee for any article was two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, guess what the one thing I ever did for them was? Uh, was it one of those eighty word? Yeah, it was an eighty word article that I got nice. two hundred fifty bucks for. I love that. Like, yeah. I, I was a killed I, review. When yeah. I was low on money, I was like, "Hey, uh, Chris Baker, could you could you sign me up for another another one of those kill fees?" <laughs> <laughs> he of course did not. But oh yeah, they actually paid too. They paid. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was weird. Not like Games TM ever- who owes me ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Yeah, Games TM and uh, and Edge both like never paid me. No, no offense to them if they're listening. Games TM's you know, dead. It's okay. Yeah, they're dead. 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 Yeah, um, around. Somebody owes me money. I don't. I don't have any specific article ideas, but the ones that I really like and don't want to work on are the ones that just get very hyper specific about one thing. You know, like <laughs> why did this thing happen? And they try to solve the mystery by talking to like eighty people. Oh yeah, or an, an oral history, however, like focused on answering a question. Focus on, uh, I don't know, Marble Garden Zone, right? Like yeah. the oral history of Mar, like something that weirdly specific. That is the kind of article I want to read and never work on. You yeah, know, I'm absolutely. Actually working on one of those slowly right now. Um, it's been, oh, but because of that exact same feeling, I've been working on it for, I guess, two years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what article i really like is those uh uh the polygon uh what do you call it uh the, the final fantasy 7 retrospective i want him to write a matt leone wrote that i want him to just write more retrospectives of games that i like a lot that are oral histories involving all the developers that's that's what i want i want to write those but i would like to read a whole bunch more about well, other other games that i like I mean, aren't you writing those anyway no, he's talking to all the developers yeah. and getting oh. all the quotes and doing interviews. And it's uh, that's very helpful to what I'm trying to do, because then I get to just say my own stuff uh, and get to profit off of his research. He's that's got cool. a he's got a good thing going. I mean, I worked with him at one up and, you know, he's publishing the Street Fighter two oral history book. And he was oh, yeah. working on it when I was at one up like 10 years ago. He just I, is I very slow that. and meticulous. Yeah. 
He just he just he just banks interviews for years till he has something. Yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty so, good. So that's the answer. Except okay. which game? Do I have to pick a particular game? Uh, um, I don't. I don't know. I'll think of a particular game by the end of the show. All right. Here's our last question before the break. Uh, today, the day we record this, there was a new Super Smash character reveal trailer for the Minecraft guy. Oh, right. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Steven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Steve. How would you direct a Smash character reveal trailer for Bubsy the Bobcat? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Wait, what was? All I didn't right. see the Smash reveal trailer for, uh, for Minecraft guy. Everyone was really confused by it. You know, I don't like to call the Minecraft guy Steve. I think that's dumb. It is. It's not just me. Isn't that just a name that 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 some guy just came up with off the top of his head in an yes. interview? I yes, mean, that's right. every name, isn't it? Yeah, it's not actually like, and then it's become canonized. It's on toy packages. It's now in Smash Bros. Correct. Smash. Yeah, we Bros. were just talking about how Steve was the default jokester name for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I feel like for Bubsy, what you would want to do is let anybody who knows. Bubsy, that it's Bubsy right away, and have them just feel this deep fear. So you would <laughs> you would start the trailer with what could possibly go wrong, like just straight out the gate. Oh, okay. So wait, you you <laughs> give the obvious clues, but stretch it out, right? Yes. So like yes. you give them some, like you tell them right away it's Bubsy, but then you uh, do other else. things for a while, and and you let them taste some hope. That yeah. it's not Bubsy, <laughs> uh, and you give them just a little bit of that that fresh air before you uh, murder them. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. All right, I like that. Mm-hmm. I think Bubsy is just so nothingish. Uh, uh, I mean, he he literally is wearing a shirt, a long sleeved t shirt. First, sometimes, of all. sometimes, a, isn't it usually a long sleeve shirt? I am uh, I staring know. at a giant piece of Bubsy art in the oh, video game Bubsy. history foundation archives right now, where he's got a short sleeve shirt. I believe it's promotion for the cartoon pilot, however. Um, that's stupid. I never saw a Bubsy cartoon. So he's wearing a shirt, that a white shirt. We can agree on that at least. And it has an exclamation mark on it. A like, red exclamation a mark. A red exclamation mark. Based with the opportunity to put something on this Bobcat's shirt, they chose an exclamation mark. So I think the joke's on them for making a, a character with literally nothing to say on his shirt. Uh, then an exclamation mark so i would just have it be a normal smash trailer and then there would just be like and then at the end of a fight it's like mario versus sonic at the end of the fight it would say game on the screen with an exclamation mark and then the word game would freeze and mario and sonic would both look at it and you'd see the exclamation mark which would then slowly over the course of like five seconds like (laughs) dissolve into just a boring plain red exclamation mark and then uh you would, and then, uh, then I don't know, Bubsy would show up. Can't we combine these two ideas? And he'd see, and he'd yeah, say yeah, like, you were expecting Goku or something. Yeah, he yeah, would say oh that. Oh my yes. god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh and then god. he would also, much as he delivered unto us the game players of 1993, the uh, the the just irrefutable information that not everyone can make a good 2D platform game. He would deliver unto us more bad news. He would go, Nintendo, there's never going to get Goku in here. That would be his new voice. There's like, there's like, there's no Goku. There's no Master Chief. There's no Doom. That would be his whole thing. He would just oh like list God. a bunch of characters that will never be in Smash. And, but and, you got and, me. And you would see like, you would, they would, they would throw up like, like paperwork. That's like, here's Namco 
saying that they don't want Heihachi from Tekken in here. <laughs> right? And he would just like deliver a whole bunch of bad news. And he'd be like, but I'm here. And uh, he's like, I know you hate me, kids. It's okay. I hate myself. And then uh, everyone in the chat would, would post uh, like pictures of that guy with a surprised face uh, like hundreds of times. Oh, that yeah, guy yeah. with the eyes bugging out, like looking to the side. Gutex. I think he should have that really bad Bugs Bunny voice you were doing. That should yeah, be his yeah. voice. Well, they, they can give, give me a god darn, give me a call, right? I, I have a shameful admission. I don't play Smash, and so I've actually never watched any of the Smash intro trailers. So my best oh. guess <laughs> would be that, uh, I don't know, I would, I would do something with like a low buzzing in the background. <laughs> people would be playing Smash, how I imagine they're playing Smash. I don't even know what that would look like. Uh, and then a live bobcat would would like jump on them and bite them and then there'd be a caption that's like this could be you you could be this powerful and oh then, so it's like one of those mortal Kombat commercials where like they pop out of the tv and fight you yeah except it's more like a live animal comes in from outdoors and fights you while you're playing smash. i like it and also uh please don't apologize for not playing smash one of the worst games of all time oh man Whoa. wow that's not true at all. I mean, I don't play it either, but it's absolutely it's not, not, not true. Wrong. I think it's no. uh, one Smash. of the worst games of all time. Yeah, well, every every video game is one of the worst games of all time. Uh, Smash Bubsy improves it. Smash Bros is not worse than any game in the Bubsy series. Correct. I can prove this with math. We we'll do that later. What about um, what about that that Bubsy Museum game that arcade kids made? I think that's I better love than that. That's not a real oh, Bubsy a- game. <laughs> Bubsy yeah. visits the the light art exhibit in Latina. Yeah. Yes. Yes. James Terrell. The, the yes. Correct. Yes. The only canonical Bubsy game. Bubsy game. Right. It's yeah. phenomenal. It's very good. Bubsy3d.com. Go it's still up. Right. Go get it. We'll yeah, be right it. back after a quick break. Yeah, editing tricks make us sound like polite people. Nice. 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 Welcome back to Insert Credit. Now, as is our tradition, question six comes to us from our Patreon. Join that Patreon by going to patreon.com slash insert credit. Subscribe at any level and you'll be given the opportunity to submit your own questions for the show. Get episodes one day early. One day early. Yeah, one day early. And even occasionally access to some bonus content made from the clippings and leavings of us hanging out in and around the show. Not nothing this, like leavings. Yeah. <laughs> this week's question comes from Gumby, who asks, if you were to establish... <laughs> no, a do nas- the voice. Do the voice. <laughs> <no. laughs> I, I don't know what Gumby's voice is. Okay. Oh, it's kind of yeah. like a weird Earth 2 Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you were to establish a national video game related holiday, what would it be? What would it celebrate? When would it take mm. place? And how would it be practiced? Yeah, dude. Uh, I would make a birthday for uh, Chronic the Hedgehog, mm. and it would be on April 20th. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Right? Can we, do we all concede? We done here? All right. <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> uh, Chronic the Hedgehog. That would be, in, yeah, because his birthday is April 20th. Right. All right. Um, that's, that's, I mean, everybody loves him. He's the green hedgehog. Does everybody know that guy? Of course. Everyone drinks well, NOS uh, on that day. I'm Does going NOS home. still exist? <laughs> Does it? Do they still make NOS? I don't think so. I think there's Bang Energy Drink now. That was the one that was at E3 last year. Do we eat Gamer Grub? Is that real? Still? No. Is there a macaroni and cheese for gamers yet? I'm sure you can <laughs> yeah, get craft. Halo points. 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen Super Mario Craft. I absolutely have, yes. No, but is it for gamers? Is it optimized for me? Well, and if it's for gamers, is it also by gamers? That part's important to me. Yeah. Precision engineered by diamond-tipped drills. Diamond-tipped gamers. Shaped optimally to be um, consumed. While all right, so we're, holidays tend to honor history. I'm just going to talk right over Tim here. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I don't blame you. They, oh my they, God. they tend to honor history, right? So they, they it should be honoring a person. The bear? Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe maybe Ralph the bear. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto's birthday. Miyamoto's more, Slug. yeah. Um, Slug Russell, sure. It could also be the release date of something. I mean, we know the Japanese release date of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, that's arguably... I'm- I was thinking of something like really didactic and, and sort of like berating where like a, a person would come up on TV and be like the very first video game was released in like, what, what was it? Like 1950, 1951. And then he would say to the camera, like video games have been around for over 70 years. Please, please be aware. And that, that, that would be the end. And we would keep <laughs> we would keep doing this holiday until my until like my parents realize that it's it's not a, a recent thing and right. I can stop arguing with them. So it's video game <laughs> awareness day. And and it, it could be like, just at, the slogan is "We've come a long way since Pong." <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> oh yeah, it's actually um, Pac-Man that we've come a long way from. Pa- Pac-Man came a long way from Pong, and everything since Pac-Man has come a long way since Pac-Man. I did the research on this. Oh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's three eras of video games. Well, Jaffe did some of the research on it, uh, and then I did some of the other research, and uh, my research was determining how far Pac-Man had come from Pong. And his research was determining how far other video games have come since Pac-Man. So it's Pac-Man. You you gotta you gotta make it the Pac-Man Day, International Pac-Man Day. Yeah, I like one. that. That um, would be the boring one. Everyone eats. Peas. I mean, we eat pizza. Yeah. No, yeah, that is true. That is true. Everybody takes mm-hmm. one slice out of their pizza and and burns it at a shrine. <laughs> yeah, uh, in their house, <laughs> a shrine to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you then you reflect on what remains in the box before uh, uh, you then begin the meal. A lot of video game characters have like fake birthdays, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So like, it, like, they have, have like a like a Saints calendar <laughs> of video games ber- birthdays. Um, I yeah. like that. Lara Croft's birthday, February fourteenth. It could be Tomb Raider Day. Video game. Lara Croft's Tom? birthday is February February fourteenth, as determined by the Japanese publishers of the oh, original really? Tomb Raider. Valentine's yeah, so Day. That her birthday is Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's it's not a joke. Nice. Uh, I think it probably was a joke. Well, what saints would well, we? It's, <laughs> it's canon now, though. It's canon. What saints would we canonize? Mm. Miyamoto, my friend. Wait, would they be humans or game characters? Oh, I was thinking games characters. The premise is game characters. Uh, yeah. Miyamoto transcends though. He's in he's in Wii Music. Yeah, okay. Wasn't he, so, wasn't he on mean, the cover of a game developer with a halo on his head or something? Yeah, I mean there it is, buddy, there it is. <laughs> Did we do that? I hope not. <laughs> I think I think it was like one of your first issues, yes. Uh, not, oh, not not when you were EIC. Right. I think it was when you worked on. Yes. Right, and he wasn't dead. Also, Miyamoto's birthday is November sixteenth. That's the week before uh Thanksgiving. Oh, I know another birthday. Uh November twenty fourth is Yuji Naga. Oh, big old Yuji. I know that because you got you got you got to put in his birthday uh, in the sound test to get the uh, level select cheat. When's Yuji oh. Hodi's birthday? Uh, January sixth. Oh wait, wait, no, nineteen. No, no, no. Sorry, uh, he is uh, September seventeenth. Nineteen. Yeah, September seventeenth, nineteen sixty-five, nine seventeen. All right. Well, we got to get Gunpei Yokoi's birthday in there. Gotta love that Gunpei. Yeah, but that's this, hilarious. <laughs> there is a National Video Game Day, um, and oh, it's no. kind of a scam. 
Um, like all holidays, there is you know a like book that was popular. In it. Yeah, there's a book that was popular in the '80s that still exists technically, but no one cares. And um, it is one where you could sponsor a holiday. And uh, there was some guy who sponsored a holiday named National Video Games Day. And whenever people tweet about how it's National Video Games Day, they're referring to this guy who just sent in a thing to a book in, uh, I believe it was 1991, sponsoring National Video Games Day. We don't know who this guy is. We don't know why he chose the date. We don't know why he changed the date twice wow. over the years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just some guy. It's, it's uh, credited to this guy and what he called the Kid Vid Warriors, uh, which I suspect is like a team of kids who uh, went to his store or something. I don't know. So National Video Games Day means nothing. We know it's the, a guy. Uh, yes, I know his name. Uh, if you, if you, GameHistory.org is the website of uh, the charity I run, at, and I did an investigative report <laughs> at, uh, at some point on National G-H-D-O. Video Games right, Day. We'll take a look. All right. Yeah. Uh, when writing a video game protagonist, how do you strike a balance between giving them their own personality and allowing for player agency? I don't. Oh, man. This is heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, uh, I have like a whole huge, big old section about this in my review of uh, uh, Tokimiki Memorial that I was literally writing up until the second this podcast started. So I, I don't want to spoil it because it's also only half thought out. But Tokimiki Memorial does a really good job of making the protagonist, who is the player avatar, uh, a character who sometimes makes dialogue. The whole game is about making dialogue choice, right? The whole game. It's about going on dates with girls and making dialogue choices. However, during many key story moments, the main character does have a personality and talks and just says stuff. And then that puts you, the player, into a situation where you have to fix it, much like some kind of a simulacrum of being a teenager. I suppose is a, I, I don't know that I think that's a, a marvelously fantastic uh, handling of it. I guess at, my you know. philosophy is to write a character that is a character itself, but which does things that a player can empathize with or understand. And, and so they, their agency is not, I mean, they're, they're moving the, the, the story forward, but they don't really have story agency um, except in, you know, I like to try to give characters some reflection in the way that a player might like, why did this thing happen or why is that like it is? And, and to, to try to answer the questions that a player might have in the in the character's voice. So my my model would be more of a Kazuma Kiryu than a leisure suit Larry who's, who's, who's winking at the winking at the camera all the time. Leisure suit Larry rules. And he's not winking <laughs> at the camera, actually. Whatever. <laughs> I think a lot of it depends on like, I don't know, expectations that the audience takes in. Right. So uh, a lot of people who play um, like like computer RPGs expect it to be a blank slate and they'll get mad at you if you put in too much personality. Right. Um, And I also think that, like, for example, being a first person character and having people accuse you of things you didn't believe or believing things you don't believe can be like really unsettling for some people while other Mm -hmm. people find it like invigorating and exciting to like don another personality. Uh, I think depending on how the product is marketed and like who you think is going to play it, you can actually go pretty far in either direction safely. Um, But I think it's a huge, for for me, I would mostly choose like what people are likely to expect given the genre and the audience I'm aiming for. I would love to be able to write more games that have like really strong player character personalities. Like in Pathologic 2, that character um, 
Ar Artemy is like a specific guy who has like a personal history and opinions and even like an ethnicity that most of the people playing the game probably won't share, right? Like he's from a he's he's from like a step culture that has like specific religious beliefs that even he isn't like totally up to date on, and uh, his identity is like hotly debated by everyone around him all the time. And I love that kind of stuff, but a lot of a lot of players don't expect or want that, and you have to make sure that they know that's what they're getting matches up with their expectations. Yeah, I feel like as long as you just go out the gate with it, then they'll be like, all right, well that's 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 what this is. As long as they yeah. don't expect to be themselves. Yeah, you have to give them like a a nice greased slide down into the personality they're going to inhabit uh and once once they've landed there maybe you can go all out but yeah a little being john malkovich into the uh the eyeballs that that man all right i think that's it okay. consensus reached here Excellent. is our next question this is question number eight what is the best time of day to play video games 5 a.m <laughs> middle of the night uh sun does not exist i know that because uh i, I want to see all the pixels uh, in in the uh, highest fidelity possible, I don't want no sunshine glaring on my screen. Uh huh. Have you heard of blackout? Ain't, curtains, ain't no sunshine when I game. Yeah. Hey, put that on a t-shirt and sell it. I was definitely in that camp, but recently I've been exploring the enjoyment of playing a video game at like two or three p.m. Um, uh -huh. when, like knowing that the sun is out there, it gives me a a feeling of being truant. Or something because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not working this little illicit video game time that oh, I'm having. Yeah. And actually, uh, it sounds like Laura did that as well, right? Well, you were yeah. saying five a.m. Yeah, but I'm, I, I've played probably too many hours at every hour of the clock because I like don't sleep. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've been playing a lot in the middle of the night lately. But I do play during the workday sometimes. Yeah, I play good. video games for a living, uh, as my mom would probably think. And and uh, let me tell you, I just, I don't, I, I, I played uh, this video game, Toki Making Memorial, which I like a lot, for about 90, 94 hours now at this point, uh, mostly between the hours of, of 6 a.m. and uh, 9 p.m. Uh, and uh, that's just not my favorite time to play a game. I just can't feel like I'm in the mood for it. For me, best time to play a game still harkens back to the days of, my mom would pick us up from school only on Friday, right? Only on Friday would she come pick us up from school. And uh, other other days we had to walk. And we would play whatever video game she had rented from the grocery store. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with 4 p.m. on a Friday. You didn't get That's to choose the, best time to... the video game that was rented? No, of course not. Oh, heck. Of course not. What my was mom, the worst uh, thing you wound up with? Sorry, I'm changing the question, but I'm curious. Oh man, uh, I go into this uh, in my in my Pac-Man review, which should be uh, on YouTube in a couple of weeks. Um, however, there's a uh, getting Archon for the NES like four times over a period of two <laughs> years was pretty it bad. With an a? Archon. Well, no, I mean I don't know why. Oh, oh let's let's go ahead and uh, put this out of the way real quick. Is a uh, uh, pop and go video in Wichita, Kansas did not bother to alphabetize their games. Uh, uh, so she, I don't know why she rented it. it. It's not fun to have like a two player competitive game that uh, your brother hates. And uh, I think Archon is actually a really good format, like a format for a game. However, not, not good on the NES. I have often said, I love to play a dragon quest game before bed. And I will still say that if it's a dragon quest game, playing it a half an hour before bed, after taking a shower, that's the perfect, the perfect experience. 
might have been better to ask us when is the worst hour of the day to play video games mm. when is the one hour where you can't play video games uh, let's switch it up what would you say yeah. then? probably like 7 a.m right because morning is is when you're supposed to l- look at the sunrise prepare for your day uh you need at least one hour to do that i i played through every single port of doom two months ago uh every single port of doom in existence on every difficulty level starting at around 6 7 p.m uh even the good ones were not, were just really sad. It just feels sad to play a game at like 7 a.m. I'm going to make a really sad confession. Uh, for the past maybe four years, pretty much the first thing I do when I wake up is play one of those gotcha iPhone games. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that rules, I, though. Yeah, because uh, I don't want to hit my energy limit. And it's like, oh, all that energy I could be getting is squandered because I'm at my max. That's well, that's better you. than looking at Twitter. Let me, let me go ahead and say that. That's <laughs> better than looking at Twitter. Yeah. At, yeah. at the very least, yeah. right? Right. At, at least, yeah. sure. Thank you for that small piece of comfort. Uh, speaking of my own habits, this is the segment where I take advantage of you to recommend a game specifically for me. I'm looking for a dungeon Ooh. crawler that I can play on the Switch or my iPhone or my PC if it's not demanding of my graphics card. The age of the game doesn't matter because I haven't played too many of them. You have uh-huh. any specific recommendations? Dungeon crawl. So when you say dungeon yeah. crawler, you mean first person? I'm moving through a dungeon. No, not first person. Does the character uh, have to be moving uh, exclusively in a prone position, crawling? <laughs> no, they don't have to be literally crawling. Does it have to be action? Can it be turn based? Um, I'd prefer action, but if you want to give me a really cool turn based one, I'll play it. So when you You'd say dungeon action. crawler, okay, are you, interesting. Are you yeah, talking about like you Diablo? Because I'm talking about like a good, uh, good roguelike. Oh, oh, okay. So because dungeon okay. crawler, I think of as first person. Yes, like, like Brandon said. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Etrian Odyssey. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I you think want like cr- a you want like a Hades or a uh, or a something, which I haven't played. I thought it was pronounced Hades. Hades. Good? Hades. People like that Hades. Uh, People seem to love it, and I think I might like it as well. I just haven't touched a, it yet. It's a game that just came out, so I've seen six tweets that say it's game of the year. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it's been in early access for a long time, yeah. and uh, I knew a couple people freaking out about it a while back. It's got almost forty thousand product reviews on Steam. Yeah, it's uh, it 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 seems to be exploding right now. So let's oh, see cool. how many tweets you've seen next week at this time, Frank. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to recommend there was a game that I saw a couple people yelling about when it came out and the yells uh, quickly subsided. And then uh, I, I, you know, largely abandoned the game and then I returned to it later and enjoyed it uh, kind of highly was this game Wizard of Legend. Have any of you guys played that? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that game. It's very simple, very honest. Uh, it's You're got a wizard. it's got what feels to be like a precision engineered game design core loop to it where you're a wizard and you have spells and you can equip a certain number of spells and there's a shop that sells spells and the spells all have very, very tasty action expressions to them. Very nice. It's breezy. That's all I got. Um, have you played Have you played Streets of Rogue? That's what I was going to recommend. Streets of Rogue is chill. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. You can be one of like 30 different little guys that have different abilities and you're in like a d- dystopian city. Uh, and you have a couple challenges you got to do on each level. And depending on the character you pick to be, the tools you have for completing the challenge can be very different. So you could turn this into a, a, a top-down shooter for yourself if you really wanted to. Or you could turn it into a, a tactical sort of stealth game where you're trying to avoid cameras and, and enemy sight lines and hack computers and stuff like that. 
or you could play as a vampire and and murder everybody and suck their blood uh or you could be a zombie where it turns into sort of like a little game where you control like a crowd of stupid zombies um it's it's got a lot of different experiences and that's why i like it so much if i get if i get tired of one thing i can that's pretty cool. play a different character and sort of apply the knowledge i learned playing the other characters it's packed with uh, stuff anybody remember that uh lara croft and the guardian of light game oh, that yeah. was oh, level that's design, the one you can be kane and lynch in right yeah that that's that's level designs though right i mean uh, by dungeon crawler do you mean it do you think it has to not have like level designs oh yeah i guess i didn't like like does it have to be random jaffe uh yeah the randomness is important okay then not that game because it's yeah it's a carefully designed video game so that's not what I think you'd do well to check out uh, Wizard of Legend and Streets of Rogue. And also, you haven't heard of it. Uh, that that Diablo's real good, dude. Okay. You ever you ever you ever try that Diablo? I really haven't. And you know what else is a good dungeon crawler? I'm just gonna say it out loud. Is Destiny Two? <laughs> if you want to just say, I mean, it scratches all the itches, buddy. They're all scratched in there. Fantasy Star Online. Know? Monster Hunter, let's just let's just crowbar it wide open. <laughs> the itch, the itch is being scratched omnidirectionally these days. The the dungeon crawling itch. Yeah, it seems like everybody's into it now. Yeah, it's uh, and it's being well, it's being scratched in many weird, different, unique, interesting, meaningful ways. Yeah, people like that Hades because it's yeah, I want to play that. The the way that it deals with story is, I guess, interesting to folks because failure is is not represented completely as failure because you uh you learn new things and you get new unique story for when you failed and how you failed and it mm -hmm. all ah. it it doesn't feel like a game over it feels like a continuing part of a loop that you are within and so it's uh people are people are liking that uh -huh. that's pretty good uh yeah okay i'll check one to three of those out one two uh, three one two three here's question 10 before we go into the lightning round Ooh. Who is the Neil Cicerega of video games? Shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's just a pile of that. Yeah, no. You're uh, you're very very lucky that I looked that person up today because I was like, what the hell is mouth sounds? I don't care about this. Uh, oh yeah, I saw there was some. Bio, I know, I saw something called mouth dreams on yeah. the internet, and I'm like, I'm not clicking. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to click on that, man. Exactly. Lord, I've listened to it two times in the last twelve <laughs> hours, and I love it. It is it is exactly what I want from musical comedy. So I'm not going to click on Mouth Dreams. So, so it's a guy who makes musical comedy. Is no, that... no, it's it's mashups. Yeah, it's mashups, but the mashups themselves are jokes, right? So it's, it's like jokes about pop music told using mashups about of of pop music, right? Okay, like, so who's the video game equivalent of this? Is that the question? Yeah, uh, he does it, other things in his life, but that's the big thing he's known about right now, I guess. I would say it's uh, it's Sauce, um, Sauce Sasowski. Um, oh. creator of McPixel and um, that uh, that mosh pit game and who's and also I guess another one would be uh, Marvin aka um, Boner Man on the on the uh, on the internet or is it Dog yeah. Boner what the heck is his Twitter handle Boner Man Incorporated or something Dog Boner he yeah. made um, Char with Your Dad Simulator yeah oh yeah both of those people you know, I... are, are making um, clever but not so clever that they're crass video games uh, that are poking fun at stuff. Neil Cicerega made um, one of my favorite things on the internet, actually. I mean, I don't want to pretend like I don't know who he is. He made Brody Quest. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so good. I love Brody Quest, man. 
Brody Quest rules. Uh, that's not that's not crass. No. Um, as well, and it is also not really not really poking fun at anything. I don't know why. Uh, it it feels like it's kind of a prank about Adrian Brody, but also it's kind of its own thing. I mean, I don't know. I think I think Brody Quest is on the level with anything Keita Takahashi's ever done. No offense. So why not just put Keita Takahashi on there? I mean, a lot of the stuff that uh, Sister Rega does has that kind of whimsy to it. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily all parodical. I have to do a brief sidebar here. My friend went to a party uh, with a friend of his, and that friend's claim to fame was uh, the keyboard cat video. And so oh, no. he would go around the party introducing himself to m- members of his preferred uh, hitting on group and be like, yeah, I, I did keyboard cat. And they're like, so you're, you're the person who had, had that cat. And he's like, no, but I uploaded the video. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they would just kind of like be, uh-huh. And walk away. Uh, oh, that rules. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Just, uh, I had, had to get that in there. So I actually didn't, didn't know who this person was. And, and when I looked them up, um, the actual first thing I thought was that this was the person used for the new face of Peter Parker in the updated uh, Spider-Man. So, oh, LMAO. So that might be my answer is that Spider-Man, Spider-Man is the video, is the game. Is the video yeah. game. Just off the top of your head, Frank, yeah. is, the new, is the new Peter Parker face, does that make it worth it to play Spider-Man again? What's your thoughts? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to play through the entire campaign again just to see the performance of this face capture. Yeah. Did you like my my impression of a, of a regular uh, video game podcast? What yeah. I assume they're like, but I've never listened to one, so I wouldn't actually know. <laughs> I don't think that that <laughs> is a specific question that anyone of, of them would ask. But <laughs> It's got to be. There's got to be a podcast this week being like, hey, I think, uh, do you think it warrants a full playthrough just to see the different face? Uh, there might be uh, some Easter eggs knowing this actor. Yeah, it could be. Uh, could be uh, oh, man. What? Yeah, Tom Holland was good in that uh, Lost City of Z movie. Uh, that's the end of that. Never mind. Is that, is that the third Spider-Man? I didn't see that one. <laughs> uh, it's time for a lightning round, folks. Oh, oh let's do it. Found. Kill me, uh, bro. For this lightning round, we are going to all together design a League of Legends champion right now. Okay. Tim, you're going to name the character. I All previously right. sent you a list of League of Legends champions names so you could get a sense oh, of the yeah. conventions. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, Brandon, I didn't need that list. Uh, you, you're going to describe how the character looks visually uh, based on Tim's name. And Frank, you're going to tell me basically a rough outline of how the character plays. Finally. Oh, yeah. I've never played this game. I don't know anything about he, this he game. He sent you the, the, I guess you didn't see your homework. No. Oops. <laughs> uh, you want to switch roles with Brandon? Uh, what was Brandon's? Well, sure. Yes, I got to describe how they look. Great. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, Finally. I was all ready to describe how they look. <laughs> you know what? You can work together. <laughs> just, on it. just okay. I, I will. We will do. Finally, <laughs> Laura, you have to take all of that information and come up with a plausible way to fit this character into the League of Legends canon. You are literally describing things I've had to do for my job. So yeah, I know. Now I'm making you do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ready, go. Okay, where should we start? I would, um, I would say, I would, I, I believe, uh, my, if my experience in the video game industry has taught me anything, uh, it, it's that a lot of stuff starts with uh, some concept art. So I, okay, I can't so, name the character until we have an idea what he looks okay, like. Okay, well, I, uh, I can, I can help with that. Uh, even though it's, it's Frank's job. The, mm-hmm. the number one thing I'm gonna say 
is that the predominant color is purple because uh, there aren't enough characters in this list that I'm looking at where the c- predominant color is purple. That's a joke. It's, it's about 50, 60% of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah excellent. Some purple characters. Excellent joke. Well, it's so, because the ground is green, you see. Yeah, it's a good contrast. Um, I think not, there probably is green. some purple. Um, the, the one thing that's tying uh, these characters together for me as I'm scrolling through this list is uh, cleavage windows. There's a yeah. lot of cleavage windows. Um, Wait, let's so, do a butt window instead so we can mix it I up. I like that. Yes, yes. No, turn, a turn crack it. window. Yeah, crack Call window. it a crack window. Okay, it you're, it's, it's the same. Window. Right, right. Okay, well, you know, it, well, the terminology, yes, I agree with him. The crack um, is, is crack the cleavage window. of the butt. Right. Right? Um, right? So actually, we'll have, okay, we're going to have three different crack windows. Um, okay. One on the top of the buttock, and then the other two are just kind of cut out um, kind of below her shoulder. Uh, so there's a crack where her arm meets her side. So oh, you've got like armpit two cracks. of the yeah, armpit cracks. Yeah. So um, that that's where we're starting. I agree that there's purple. Uh, it's probably uh, purple and green, actually. Um, and uh, well, I don't want to go further than that because I don't really know her backstory or anything like that. Yeah. Tim, what do you got name-wise? Maybe we can go from there. Name-wise? Uh, right now, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that there's a, it's a lady with mm-hmm. a crack window in the back Three of Three crack her, windows. Uh, three crack windows. So I don't, I don't, that's all we've got. What about her face? Can we talk about her face? She's an elf. She's an we elf. We don't have elves. We don't have elves in Runeterra. Well, you do uh, now. Yeah. Oh, crap. What, what do you have? <laughs> what do you have? We have a type of animal person called a Vestaya, which are vaguely elf-like, and that they live for like a thousand years. Uh, they're elves. Yeah. Okay, that's an elf. Lord, an a thousand years is too yeah. long. It can yeah. be any animal combined with any any person. Okay, type, like like any animal. You could have okay. a, a, a walrus and a person, or you could have a beautiful bird and a person. Okay, a walrus wild. and a person. You just said it. Who says we all got birds it. have to be beautiful? A so walrus? the crack window is for the tail to come out of, because then ah. that would be legit. Then we actually could run with that. Yeah. Okay. okay. There's still a crack, though. Still a crack. Yeah, for the, for the just, just, crack. just a hint, a crack hint. Just a yeah, hint just crack of a crack. Yeah. yeah. So Walrus, so she's got the, the, the tusks. Um, yeah. She is, okay, she's, she is traditionally human beautiful, except she has these horrible tusks coming out. Okay. Horrible tusks. Yeah. Okay. Are I'm they just like this. straight up tusks or are they like spiky tusks? They're just like just regular. Are they like, are they, they're, so they're in the position of, for example, vampire fangs, except they're tusks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I have a name idea. I know this is Tim's job. Oh, this is getting hot. But Uh, what? It just came to me looking at some of the names. Thrashmore would be the kind of name that might happen with a character like this, and she could like use her tusks to uh, to Mm -hmm. to do stuff with. So that's 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 my idea. Thrashmore. Thrashmore. Is that the name? That's the name you came up with. Okay. I I mean, you could you could. Something else. There is a character named Thresh the Chain Warden in uh, it's I mean, pretty cool. League. I guess that's I mean, yeah, that it's gotta close? be named the something, yeah. Name this. Oh, oh, we're working on the something, yeah. We're working on the something. I'll have the something in a moment, okay? So she's got a, a okay, so it's a beautiful human face, but with horrible tusks, yeah. Well, they, they don't have to be horrible, they can be just kind of kind of chill, yeah, but they look kind of gross, they're round. Round they're very, very very cylindrical is what okay. I'm saying. So they're they're kind of they're 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 tusk tubes. Yeah. They're like hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're okay, ivory okay. hot dogs. They're hot dogs and you can kind of see like the bumps where they start just under her lips, you know, like okay. so so the, mm-hmm. her lips are kind of kind of got bumps coming out and then you mm-hmm. got these hot dogs 
uh, and she can't really close her mouth very well. She can if she really tries, but it's not natural. She's always kind of mouth breathing. Always going. Okay. Oh yeah. Does she have a nose or just holes? Oh yeah. No, she's got a nose. Yeah. She's oh, okay. traditionally beautiful human, except for the horrible tusk. I don't know. Okay. I feel like she should have. Tbh. A, she should have those big, puff, those cheeks with the big hairs coming out of them like a walrus. I feel like she's gonna have. Or else, how, how is she a walrus? Got I think if you, gave her, if you gave her a whole walrus face with like cute cheeks and stuff, that would probably go over pretty well. You too. give her like Naruto whiskers. Yeah, that kind of yeah, rules. Okay. But I we don't have to the... seek approval here, do we? Uh, uh, well, Laura's putting it uh, into the canon, so we might have. To. Oh, right. You're right. Okay. Okay. I'll defer okay. to Laura. To Laura here. Yeah. So I'm, you... I'm a big fan of of, in, of incorporating the word cylinder in here somehow. Okay. You can okay. one of her ability names can have the word cylinder in it. Oh well, I was thinking it could be a name like Cylindra. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Sure. Do it. Uh, Cylindra, the 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 tusked of justice. I like the idea of tusked being a. Uh, a, a noun. Yeah, she's the tusked. Uh, oh, yeah, she's be something. Yeah, she's like the tusked of of I don't know what of what. I do like the idea of the tusked uh, being the noun. Is that too weird for anybody? It's no, literary. Like it. It's literesque. I'm it's, good it's, with it. It's literature like. Okay. Um, the tusked of I guess a location. What's a good location? Well, this is this is where I come in. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I gotta put this into the lore. And the Vistaya all come from Ionia, so she's from Ionia. Okay. Is, is there a geographical feature yeah. of, of note that uh, she could hail from in it's there? Like a, it's like an archipelago of beautiful islands. Uh, it, it has both tropical-esque oceanic territory and cold high mountains, so she could be in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she could be from the, the mountains of Ionia, where she has tusked a, a of the tundra. Of... What about just uh, tusked of the archipelago? <laughs> That's pretty good. That worked. <laughs> That's a little unwieldy. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Tusked of the archipelago. It would be What's your personality like? The tusks and archipelago. Love hey, come fish. on. I'm, g- uh, I'm getting friendly big, vibes. Big fan of sashimi. Yeah, Probably friendly. She's always smiling. Smile and chirp. I like the idea of a, of a friendly walrus face instead of the traditionally beautiful, the TBH face. Yeah, I, TBH. I, I'm, I'm good with this too. Uh, having, you know, I know I had this department, but I do uh, take input from the other departments. And uh, right. um, I'm going to I'm gonna prove that out here by uh, saying, yes, you guys are right. That's the way to go. <laughs> this is what's best for the product. Okay. Right. How does she play? Yeah. So uh, hard. I had, yeah. <laughs> Just oh, she w- can spray water out of her mouth like a water gun. Yeah, like a water. It's called it's called water whistle. Is the name of the attack. Yeah, and it goes. Yeah, and it's like a sort of a piccolo laser. Is she like a a caster? Is she like a, a hand like a hand combat warrior? Is she like a can, a can she be like person? a like a paladin where she's got a few spells, but she also has uh, can use her tusks to to gore people. I think it would be better if she doesn't use her tusks. Everybody has four moves, so you you can you can come up with four moves that she's got. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So she's got water whistle. Um, I do want to use the tusks because all I right, mean, let's use the tusks. It would be too much of a tease to not use the tusks. Um, so she's got a got like a, a flopping gore attack where she just like flops forward. It's a melee attack, um, right? Like a like a like a walrus doing doing that that walrus thing flop that they do. Uh, walrus flop. Walrus flop. Uh-huh. Um, should she have any kind of healing properties or not? What do we think? Do walruses heal well? I feel like they do because they have all that blubber. Oh, wait. She should have a, a, a blubber buff that's just called blubber buff. <laughs> where uh, <laughs> One word. Yeah, she, she can she can buff teammates' defense um, 
by making they take less damage because they have blubber, but it slows them down. That sounds like something that wouldn't actually happen in this game, but uh, I'm just gonna. We pass. got some cute. We got some cute protective stuff. Okay, but it doesn't. Gotta... It wouldn't slow people, right? I don't know. It's up to you. Oh, okay. Well, it does. That's what I decided. It's it's extra defense, but you're a little slower. So that's number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Would swimming ability factor into anything or no? No, right? No. There there is water on the map. Um, oh. So you could make her go faster when she's in the water, but yeah. she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be swimming. She just walks through like shallow water. Yeah, and that wouldn't right. be a special ability. That would just be like something that she can do, not like something she would activate. Yeah, it would be part of her passive. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we need one more thing. Um, she slides on her stomach like a seal. That would be pretty cute. Yeah. And what does it do? It. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, it. She's like a bowling ball. Oh yeah. Yep. Knock into people and uh, doesn't interesting. Knock I think that's our four. All right. Uh, now tell us what uh, Solyndra's role in this whole uh, mythos is. Yeah. If she's a Vistaya from Ionia, she's probably uh, part of the the anti-human Vistayan resistance because uh, they're, they're being mistreated over there uh, okay. by humans who are misusing their magic. So she's probably... She's probably a little pissed at people, but she's probably a, a kind person who can learn to, learn to get along also. That's my guess. The, the only nice. League of Legends character I ever worked on is Yumi, who is just a magical cat. So I'm, I'm into the, the, the cute, friendly uh, League champions. You're establishing a brand here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather work on a, on, a, on a cute thing, honestly, because uh, shit ain't so hot right now. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let's let's put another uh, put a cute one in. I guess I don't know. Okay, <laughs> it's canon. Nice. That well, one is for I, you, I, Riot. I, I cannot I cannot uh, verify that. <laughs> All right, this is the point uh-huh. of the show where we plug the things we would like to plug, or uh, we recommend things that we would like the listeners to check out that have nothing to do with us. Uh, Laura, would you like to uh, start us off? Sure. Yeah. Um... I recently edited A Monster's Expedition, which is a very cute puzzle game by uh, Drakneck and Friends, which is Alan Hazelden and uh, Pip Moore and some other folks. And actually, I don't know everybody on that team, but uh, um, I did some editing on that game and it is pretty chill uh, and has some very, very, very good jokes in it. So you should all check it out. Love jokes. Cool. Um, Jokes are pretty good. I have a recommendation, which is just kind of a general one, which is... Uh, I recommend that everybody try to find a way to take like two hours where they're not going to do anything else, like set aside some time, get yourself like a fun, interesting snack or beverage or both, uh-huh. uh, like go to a go to a specialty market and, and be like, hmm, these durian mung bean cakes look interesting or whatever. Uh, get a, get uh-huh. a Get a German pretzel with a weird dipping sauce. I don't know. Do that. A jerprit. Yeah. Uh, set aside two hours and I don't know, play a, a video game that makes you happy or or uh, watch some episodes of a TV show or uh, play the same song 10 times in a row without judging yourself and just like have a nice little experience and, and give yourself a treat because it's uh, it can be helpful. I, I recently myself got got some my, I got set up with a glass of Calpico. I got some pretz. Oh, good old Calpico. And I played uh, Ridge Racer 6 for the first oh, time in good game. 15 years. And I Tasty game. I turned it, turned it on, got into a match, and it like pans up from the car to these blue skies, and the announcer says, 
uh, the course is perfect, the car is perfect, and I feel perfect. And I was like, this is exactly what I need right now. Uh, so see if you can build that space for yourself and just have a nice, have a nice moment. Brandon, I'm giving you the win for this week's episode. <laughs> Very good. Or just having a good time, basically. Yes. Yeah. That, that was the secret after all. Yes, it was. Force yourself oh, to have a good, wonderful. or rather allow yourself to have a good time. Give yourself the space to to not think about other stuff for, for like just two hours. Yeah. Just two hours. And then what do I got to do? Do I got to go back to <laughs> being a jerk weed <laughs> immediately you go after back that? To yelling at people on the scrolling. internet. That's all you get. Okay. We got to run through these fast because Frank has places to be. Yeah, I'm actually Frank. just going to check this out. I'm Frank Zafaldi. And now I'm going to hang up and you guys can take your time. Great. Oh, all right. Okay, bye. 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 Tim, do you have any recommendations? <laughs> Uh, well, now I kind of just want to one-up Frank by being like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have some recommendations. Uh, these are the recommendations from me. I recommend you go on over to iTunes or Stitcher or any mm-hmm. platform where you can rate and review podcasts and leave a nice one for us. It's a great way to increase the visibility of the show, or you could just tell some friends about it when they ask for their own podcast recommendations or to spread our correct opinions whenever you're talking about games instead of playing them for some reason. You can go to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you could subscribe at any level to submit your own questions, get episodes one day early, and even exclusive access to a growing repository of bonus content. You can discuss these very episodes at forums.insertcredit.com. Right now, there's a really good thread on there about things that aren't video games that have the same names as video games. You should check that out. Uh, you could also follow us on Twitter. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Cifaldi. Tim is at 108. Brandon is at Necrosofty. And Laura is at L Miche. That's L-M-I-C-H-E-T. This show's editor is Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. Once more, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Laura Mache. And your game has now been saved. I'm just looking at the internet over here. You all ever see this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You ever seen the internet? I took a look at it. It's rough stuff out there these days.